Hi, everyone. Alexis Brooks here from Higher Journeys. Before we start our show, please take a moment to hear about a special live online event and workshop coming up presented by the Higher Journeys Conscious Academy. And then we'll get started with a brand new episode featuring guest Laura Eisenhower. As we all continue to navigate the tough terrain that is our reality today on planet Earth, few people realize that much of the source of their own anxiety, emotional trauma, and challenge may be due to a phenomenon that is non-physical, though connected to our planet. The idea of what is known as spirit attachment, though not readily discussed in conventional circles, is said by some to be a very real and complex challenge that humans face every day. Except for one thing, most people don't know the problem even exists. Alternative researcher and spiritual medium Barry Littleton says the idea of some souls of the deceased hovering close to the earthly plane and wreaking havoc on humanity is a real problem for many unsuspecting individuals. But just how common is the idea of the earthbound dead attaching to that of living humans? According to Barry, this is a very real and extremely common phenomenon, except for most people are completely unaware, and as a result, they're unable to get to the source of their own problems. Barry Littleton says, The time has come for us all to learn the truth about this phenomenon. No holding back. Join us for a powerful and potentially life-changing event with Barry Littleton, where you will not only learn the dynamic at play that may be causing you stress and trauma in your everyday life, you will get access to little-known techniques to begin the process of identifying and then eliminating these earthbound energies. Gain access to the tools to put your life back on track, free from the grip of unsettled spiritual energies. So join Barry Littleton and me, Alexis Brooks, your event host, for this revelational presentation and workshop. Understanding the Unseen Realms. Gain knowledge about and protection from earthbound spirits. This event will be presented live online Saturday, March 26th. Plus, we'll have an interactive Q&A and discussion immediately following the presentation. And if you missed the live event, you can still get immediate lifetime access to the presentation so you won't miss a beat. So be sure to click the event link in this podcast episode and register now and join us on Saturday, March 26th for this powerful event. It's time to know the truth about what's really happening right here on this planet. And once you do, you can eliminate the interference and finally put yourself back in the driver's seat of your own life. Right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Higher Journeys. I am your host, Alexis Brooks, and as always, delighted that you have decided to join us today. Well, I have to tell you, I just got off of an incredibly powerful uh, conversation with uh, our, I can almost say regular guest at this point, Laura Eisenhower. Laura and I went deep, 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 probably deeper than I had planned to go on uh, this particular venue, but nonetheless, it was... I. I would say necessary. Laura and I, or I should say really Laura, went very, very deep into how do we make sense of the madness that's going on right now from a galactic perspective? What is this all about? What is this about astrologically? What is this uh, about in terms of what many have called the matrix overlay? When I say that girlfriend went there in ways I have rarely seen her do in all of the previous interviews that 
many of them, I should say. She can go there. Uh, I haven't seen her like this in this rare form for a long time. So I know this is going to be a treat uh, and insightful for you. So we're going to get ready to get right into it. Before, before we do, I just want to remind you, uh, so excited. Uh, our Higher Journeys Conscious Academy is added again. We are about to launch the fifth uh, uh, workshop with guest instructor Barry Littleton, where he will be talking uh, about understanding the unseen realms, how to protect yourself and gain knowledge about what he calls earthbound spirits. You may recall that Barry was on, it was, I believe, over the uh, holiday, uh, the end of last year, where we had an impromptu conversation that got so much attention and a lot of people were calling for him to do more uh, on the subject of attachments of earthbound spirits. We actually touch on this, by the way, uh, coming up in our show with Laura, but I just want to give you a heads up that that workshop is coming up March 26th. That's Saturday, March 26th. And uh, of course, we'll have a link in the description, but just wanted to give you a heads up on that as well as our Patreon after show as per usual with Laura. So we got a bunch of stuff on tap for you, uh, but without further ado, let's get to our conversation with Laura Eisenhower. Hi, everyone. I am so excited. I'm going to get right to why I'm so excited. I think you can see right in front of me why, because my friend Laura Eisenhower has joined us once again. I can't believe it's been close to a year now since we last had Laura on. And just like last time, it kind of feels like a deja vu. We had to yap and yap uh, before we hit the record button. And uh, she said some pretty interesting things, you know, since June even, guys, uh, it was wonky then, it's wonkier now, and uh, we're calling this uh, making sense of this wonkiness, making sense of the madness, a galactic perspective. This is something that Laura Eisenhower is adept at uh, distilling, and we're really looking forward to having her uh, go even deeper, as deep as we can on this venue, <laughs> uh, into this subject. So welcome back, Laura. Thanks so much, my dear. and Thank you for being a friend and holding my hand a little bit before uh, we hit record. Of course. I, it's so great to be here and it's really wonderful to be with you. I know it's been been a while and uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I say holding my hand, guys, and I won't go into all the personal details, but it's been a bit of a tough last few months and uh, there may be a time where I go into it a little bit more, but nonetheless, I'm I'm here. I'm still fundamentally happy, even in spite of it all. Um, and it's in large part because of people like Laura uh, that are kind enough to be there for us. It's, this is about community like ever before. Maybe we should maybe we should start with that. This is about real community, unconditional connection in the face of something that is anything but natural, loving, kind. People have called it the inversion of what we're yeah. living in now, among other things, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's all inversion and we've been in an invert in an inverted system, you know, for a long time, but now it's just really, really in our face and some real tough choices are in front of us. But the one choice that shouldn't be tough is building community and, 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 and creating that importance of community outside of all these narratives and all this divide and conquer and all this, uh, just uh, negative energy that is inflicting people through social media, through uh, false news, through just all these different tactics that they've used to social engineer people to not know how to really build community 
um, and stand up. But we see it happening. We see people rising. We see the you know convoys, the truck convoys. We see people all over the world joining hands and joining together peacefully in uh, you know stating and and really emphasizing that they're not going to take this and they're not consenting. And uh, these are the kind of you know individuals that are living on a deeper level as far as how you see them relate to one another. Um, they've really managed to hook a lot of people in though to uh, really feel threatened by that or label it terrorism or even racist. I mean, to the point of ridiculousness that you can't even believe people are falling for this stuff. But at the same time, it's really pushing people to awaken more because it just gets more and more ridiculous. So either a person's going to get more and more immersed in that ridiculousness and it's going to be hard to pull them out or there's going to be that breakthrough where like, wait a second, this is just getting crazy. I mean, like, look at what they're doing. They're wanting to rip children away from their parents. They're wanting to, uh, you know, take uh, these sort of measures to enforce a experimental thing into people's bodies in this kind of way. Um, so yeah, we see a lot of teachers and a lot of doctors and a lot of people, even in the police force, sort of breaking down and saying, wait a second, I'm not going to answer to this authority and what it's making me do. Whereas others, um, either are afraid and they don't want to let it go, or they're just completely brainwashed by it. So it's a mixed bag of what we're seeing. It's just important that we um, really do build community, that unconditional kind of um, support for one another, where we have each other's backs and uh, we we can cry on each other's shoulders and, and also, uh, you know, rise above and find some kind of humor and some sort of levity. And remember that the mother earth and this particular planet and its consciousness is so much more powerful than anything. And our return to this and our ability to stand in alignment with what's really happening will help us to advance ourselves and switch on a lot of dormant abilities that will help us manifest um, synchronicities and all sorts of miracles that will help us to be abundant in these times where we feel um, maybe the fear of uh, scarcity and poverty, you know, mm-hmm. that doesn't have to be the case because as we move into this greater um, power that lies within, um, we're able to switch on uh, a part of ourselves that is not dependent on the system anymore or the currency. Um, and uh, we'll, we, and, and, and we see like a lot of other stuff rising, you know, new alternative platforms that are censorship free, uh, new ways to go about uh, providing for ourselves that, that isn't, wrapped up in the system. But the most important thing is we have to have discernment because there's a lot of disinformation. There's a lot of scams. There's a lot of uh, tactics that they use to infiltrate or sabotage some of these attempts. So we just, you know, have to be careful. And that's where the importance of community comes in. We keep each other out of the survival chakra so we can stay in touch with our intuition and we help each other not get into that panic and anxiety where we can't think straight, you know? Wow. Woo. Did an hour just go by? Because you just put an, at least an hour's worth of stuff to think about, Laura. As I'm listening to all of this, I keep hearing in my head, what's at the root of all of this? Is there purpose in the madness? Right. Making sense of the madness, a galactic perspective. It's a tough thing to even fathom that with all that's going on right now, it could be directed by a universal hand. Things are not as we think they are or why we think they are. What are your thoughts on that? What's at the core of this? Is it really for our own good? Well, I mean, 
we can have that perspective where all this adversity can be a catalyst for our greater growth and, and to remember like what's really important, what they're trying to distract us away from, what's available to us, what we're truly made of, and, and our connection to, you know, this earth and the cosmos and spirit. Um, you know, they, they, it's just all this disempowerment and it's been going on for thousands and thousands of years. This inverted system that really removes us from our capacity to be our own healers, to be um, empowered, to know how to kind of regenerate and, and break down the programming so that we can be more sovereign. I mean, this has been going on for a really long time through medical industry, through school systems, through um, politics, government, um, every like power structure under the sun, Hollywood, uh, entertainment industry, news. I mean, everything. Um, it's just to keep us sort of really dumbed down and uh, just uh, answering to something external. And it's because it's a vampiric system and the galactic history connected to the, the roots of it is really, really vast. We're dealing with an ICC Nazi Draco Alliance, a very, very dark group of species uh, that have human hybrids that uh, have very advanced technology that are creating all sorts of ways to um, multi-gener uh, on a multi-generational level, create, you know, this uh, trauma and, and, and mind control uh, to put out sort of a hidden army um, that is weaponized against the people <clears throat> in order to like uh, spin these facades to ignite a certain level of fear to the point where we comply because of fear. So we're in a transformation cycle right now. The Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter conjunctions that began in 2019 that is now culminating in the Pluto returns that was peaking on February 22nd, 2022, which is going to be happening again in July and December where it's peaking. Um, it's really like inverting our connection with the concept of death. Death is cyclical. Death is all about transformation and alchemy. Death is all about rebirth. And so this is an opportunity for us to move through these initiations and become more soul-centered, more capable of allowing the old paradigm to die away, any programmings to fall away so that we can rebirth ourselves um, in, in, in a much more uh, just uh, authentic, uh, truth-embodied vibration of like who we really are and what, what, what it means to be human, what our divine birthright is. So they're taking this initiation and they're inverting it with the fear of viruses, the fear of pretty much everything, the fear of being close to each other, the fear of coming together as families, as communities. Um, and so all these different psychological operations they've been planning for for a long time by doing all these kind of experiments and understanding human psychology in order to create a sort of climate of um, constant anxiety and panic. And again, like we were talking about, we can't think clearly under that vibration. So we have to transcend it and allow this Pluto process to help us to let go of any kind of relationship with that kind of system that tricks us and dupes us like this. Um, and I always compare it to breaking up with a narcissistic abusive partner, where the tactics of a narcissist is to make the person who's being victimized look like the crazy one or look like the one who's responsible or at fault. We have to just transcend all that and say, wait a second, I don't want anything to do with that. And, and I'm going to create a different kind of partnership, a, a greater self-love for myself and a greater vision and inspiration uh, to see the larger picture and how we're reuniting with the, you know, the Christ consciousness or our inner divine blueprint of the Christ Sophia or whatever. The integration of polarity um, that helps to birth something much greater than what we're seeing. So we have to go through this plutonic 
energy, even though there will be a lot of casualties because Pluto sometimes does cause physical death. But if we can just move through it and hold mastery over it, we become senior to these lower forces and we become very much in a place of self-mastery. We overcome the lower Saturn of tyranny and control and enslavement and we become the higher octave of Saturn, which is self-mastery and becoming teachers and guides for other people to initiate through this very, very difficult dark night of the soul and um, sort of life review uh, death process where humanity needs to let go of the uh, old paradigm and rebirth into this greater new earth, not new age earth, but like the ancient um, and revitalized and regenerated earth uh, and, and, and living on this earth in its true expression, working closely with the planetary consciousness and nature so that we can uh, rebuild society in harmony with nature and cosmic and natural law being guardians and stewards um, and protectors of our children and future generations so that they can lead the way with uh, a lot of the star seed um, missions that have come through that we mm-hmm. need to um, empower and assist um, also in helping them to heal and overcome all the stigmas and all the projections that have been thrown on them um, because they're different or unique that they might be, you know, needing to be medicated because they can't pay attention in school or they don't want to sit still, which is how I was as a kid. So I'll kind of leave it at that because I could keep going on, but. <laughs> well, from from that perspective, Laura, you could argue that this is perhaps a universal agenda set in place, even through the hard knocks that we would have to go through to get there. Um, who's to say? And I, who knows if it's even that important? But the fact that there is something before us to get on the other side of, and having the realization that we have everything that we need, whether dormant or coming out of dormancy to get through that is what's most important. You mentioned Saturn and I, I don't know a lot about uh, uh, astrological alignments, conjunctions. I've only recently become somewhat interested in in how, uh, what kind of influence they can have on the surface level of events that we see play out. But Saturn seems to be playing an integral role on so many aspects, in so many aspects of what we've been going through really for the past couple of years. You've talked before about the dark, both the dark and light side of Saturn. I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about that and what's coming up in which Saturn will be integrally involved. Isn't there another conjunction coming up? I had a note here. I believe it's Venus and Saturn at the end of March. Yeah. A conjunction of Venus, Venus being sort of the, uh, the love you know, sort of having love vibration. It's more than that, of course. And then Saturn that tends to show its opposite conjunct, conjoining, not conjoining, but connecting or being in close proximity to one another at the end of this month. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, if we look at the fact that Venus and Pluto have been conjunct each other in the sign of Capricorn, Venus just moved, uh, recently moved into Aquarius. So in a way, when you look at this through sort of a lens of archetypes, um, we're seeing mm-hmm. Venus kind of like break the barrier or the, the the bounds that Saturn has had, like on exiling kind of the divine feminine within both men and women. And that energy that has been working on our behalf through the Venus transits in creating this correction of the inverted pentagram where the orbit of Venus and the journey of Venus actually draws a perfect pentagram in the sky. And it's helping to bring about the corrections reversing the pentagram from going into the ground where the ether element is going into the ground and turning it right side up where energetically what that means for us 
we're able to connect into the ether, which purifies um, our inner elements and also our DNA, the nucleic acids in our DNA. So when the sun started to move through the 13th sign of Fiacus, that is when the ether energy um, became real strong because uh, Ophiuchus happens to be ruled by the ether. It connects with the mother energy and the unconditional loving uh, vibration that comes from the heart of the mother. So what we're seeing right now is uh, Saturn being transformed. Saturn represents the law of structure. What we're seeing is the transformation where the old structure, the patriarchal um, programs, the Saturn moon matrix, the uh, imbalance of the masculine and feminine, Venus has been you know, creating this correction that right now in this very time that we're in, with, with the Pluto aspect of it all, this transformation process is breaking the chains of Saturn to the point where even astronomers are seeing the rings around Saturn dissolve, which means that that ring, that Saturn moon matrix and this imbalance is being corrected. And this Pluto alchemical process, and that's why I call myself a global alchemist, paying attention mm -hmm. to this, knowing that in these times we're capable of creating this powerful transformation that as Venus moves into Aquarius is going to get closer to Saturn so that when it greets Saturn, it's going to be in a completely different vibration than when it was contending with more of the Capricorn energy or when the North and South node were, uh, um, you know, Cancer, Capricorn, uh, <clears throat> which was a couple of years ago which basically was the power struggle of this sort of patriarchal program that casts upon humanity to keep us out of balance. Then it moved into the South Node Sagittarius, North Node Gemini. And what the North Node and South Node represent is um, our, our soul journey as a humanity and what we need to integrate. So we've been needing to integrate the Gemini as of last year from Sagittarius, which represents, you know, uh, like tapping into the past. South node represents the past. So the Sagittarian energy would be tapping into our divine wisdom, tapping into a more expansive mind. And then the Gemini being like, how do we express it? How do we express truth? How do we really, really live our truth in these times? So boom, we get nailed with masks, censorship, um, social distancing, because they knew, you know, that this is a time that the huge growth period uh, for humanity is to speak, to share, you know, to, to have a channel, to, uh, you know, really like give a voice to what's happening in these times, which has been absolutely targeted. Now we're dealing with the South Node Scorpio, which is going to help us to uh, really work with that foundational plutonic energy of Scorpio to really ask ourselves, are we transforming? Are we going through this initiation so that we can integrate the North Node, which is Taurus in Venus, right? So as we integrate the Venus energy, it's not going to be the Venus um, <clears throat> that, uh, you know, is, uh, kind of hiding or, or being suppressed. It, the heart is just only going to grow in people. And that is going to be the override frequency that we're all going to be able to unite on where love is the greater universal truth. That's going to help us to stay connected with our loved ones, despite our differing choices, despite our belief systems, that this is going to be more of the priority instead of allowing these dark agendas to, to, to separate us. And that love energy is going to help to de-weaponize all the stuff that has been cast upon us, all the stuff that's in our system that we've been breathing in from the chemtrails, all the stuff that we've been um, subjected to from what we've been eating, what we've been watching. This love frequency is going to complete this transformation so that by the time that Venus is working together with Saturn, Saturn's going to be blasted by this love frequency to the point where that Saturn moon matrix patriarchal agenda won't be able to really last any longer. Relationships are going to get deeper. The ones that really aren't meant to be that are more trouble than it's worth, those relationships are going to break up because people are being initiated into uh, this upgrade that is helping them to uh, 
have a better experience, but it means you're going to have to let go of the things that haven't been that healthy, even though there's going to be a very, very difficult time letting go of some of those connections, relationships, jobs, or careers that just aren't going to make it through this initiation. And the thing is, if people are going to hold on to it for dear life, they might end up perishing with it because it doesn't have any place anymore. So those that are really attached to it can't let go of the programmings, can't let go of that career or that toxic partnership that are afraid of this initiation. It's going to be tough for them. And all we can do is hold that unconditional love and support and compassion to help guide them through this very, very difficult passage, which we are going to claim victory on the other side of it. If we can just, you know, stay strong and and fall apart when necessary because part of being strong is allowing ourselves to fall apart and break down so that we're not like you know internalizing all this to the point where it's going to make us sick because if anything's going to lower our immune system it's that um we have the capacity to neutralize everything every form of attack and assault that's coming at us but we have to be in that higher vibration and frequency for it to uh not lodge into our system to the point where it's going to begin to shut down our organs and give us neurological issues you know because Uranus is a very strong electrical energy and we're dealing with Uranus square Saturn as well up until 2023, which means that the old Saturn doesn't want us to be sovereign because Uranus represents sovereignty and truth. It's trying to hold on to us for dear life, but we have to be the ones willing to let go. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make it very, very hard by scaring us into holding on. Like you need us, you need our authority, you need our false solutions, which people don't recognize are false just yet. But once mm-hmm. they do, their vibration will absolutely change to the point where I feel they'll be able to release these foreign substances, these archons, these um, heavy metals. Their body will be able to assimilate it, process it, and release it a lot better once they reach that awakening. Is there anything else to say, Journeyers? I mean, where do we go from here? I think you were just, in, you were in an altered state, Laura, <laughs> as you were. No, seriously, I'm not even being funny about it. I think. You were just, you just had a stream of consciousness that is so uh, profound. I think of the individuals still, I've said this a million times, who are oblivious to what you and I are talking about, despite the fact that, yes, there seems to be more support for this ideology that we're talking about. But what about all of those, many of them close to us? Is there anything that we can do? Or is it just by virtue of how we live that if there's a chance of their coming into clarity, let's just say, can happen? Or do we leave them alone and wish them well and can, and carry on? Right, right. No, that's a great question. I mean, I think it's a mixed bag depending on, you know, who, who one is dealing with. And I just wanted to, you know, say when Saturn and Venus are together, it's in the sign of Aquarius. Saturn moved into the sign of Aquarius, which is really, really hopeful because it's a really, really high vibration. But the shadow side of Uranus and Aquarius is dark technology and transhumanism, which is what they want to lead people into. So the people that we're concerned about getting boosters, you know, constantly like um, staying like with the narrative and answering to it and complying to it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough one. So, you know, People are bound to have a wake-up call somewhere in their life, um, some sort of event that might take place that kind of snaps them out of it. Um, as we see, or as I've seen with looking at astrological charts, there's different events that take place for people, which really like bring in their own personal event of awakening, of, of really being able to see through things. And sometimes it means that things have to really hit home. Like we see with some people who are talking about like the uh, injuries 
that their children are experiencing. They wanted to do the right thing. They wanted to protect their child. And then all of a sudden they realized like, wait a second, I took them to the hospital. This is how I'm being treated. Or like, you know, people whose partner uh, might be hospitalized where they can't even visit them. They can't even uh, talk with the doctors about the kind of treatment that they'd like to see their partner have. They're seeing this tyranny like firsthand, they're living it mm-hmm. firsthand. Mm-hmm. And then they're becoming mm-hmm. the voices for the people saying, wait a second, there's something wrong here. I agree to this, but after the fact, now I see what they're doing. Now I see, you know, and, and, and we're talking, you know, people losing their children even, which is horrific. It's the most worst trauma that uh, these parents and these people, you know, that are experiencing this firsthand are going to be the loud voices. Um, people that have also survived the MK Ultra programs and projects that are able to speak about it um, are also going to be in a strong leadership position. So all of this is rising. All of this is getting louder to the point where a sort of unconscious or asleep person can't ignore it. Now, they can censor it all they want. And if people aren't willing to go to these alternative platforms like BitChute, they're not going to see these news stories because the news is going to cover it up. But eventually, you know, it's going to be their neighbor. It's going to be their best friend who's experiencing it. It might be them. Mm-hmm. Who knows when it's going to hit that person so close to home that there's no way they can avoid looking at it and they can drop the whole projection of conspiracy theory because they're now dealing with the pain of having to awaken to this. Because right now for a lot of people, they're waking up through absolute trauma and having to process this level of betrayal, which is so extreme and it's the most painful thing. So all we can do is be resources of love and compassion and say, I'm always here for you no matter what. And when you're like beginning to just get a real grip on what's truly happening. You know, we've been prepared. Here are some resources. Here are some ways that we can help. You know, I'm really trying to build community in the sense that, you know, helping people transition out of those careers that are threatening them or or, or manipulating them into making decisions that aren't good for them or their family. Um, and also, you know, helping people recover from these tragedies and traumas that we can only, you know, be a resource. So I'm always just kind of like planting subtle seeds. There are other people, friends and family that might not be fully awake that are a little bit more receptive, but they're still very like closed off to it. And all I can say is, you know, when the time comes and they begin to think to themselves, wow, maybe Laura was warning us and we just didn't listen. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're going to be ready for that conversation. And when that moment happens, I'm all there hundred percent for them. But until then, Sort of like leaving them alone, but I'm not leaving my heart out of the mix. You know, we'll have conversations that are probably light. We'll talk about the weather, talk about the kids, not get into these heavier conversations. But like showing that, you know, that love is there no matter what our differences are. They'll feel that comfort and knowing that when they really feel scared because they have to begin to process this stuff, that they have an unconditionally loving daughter or friend um, who will help them move through this. But until then, it's just, just holding the space. <laughs> I love it. I agree with everything you said. Compassion and love the very, I, you don't want to use that in the same sentence as a weapon in our arsenal, but I will say that if there is such a weapon that we need, it would be that because there's nothing that can ultimately pierce uh, that which is unconditional on this side. So I agree. I completely agree. We didn't intend necessarily to go this deep into, you know, we hope that this venue is uh, welcoming with but I'm putting it up. We'll see what happens. So, because I think it's something that needs to be talked about. And, uh, you know, we're kind of going in and out. You're, you're doing a brilliant job, excuse me, of, of bringing in this, this astrological uh, sort of, I don't know if I want to call it justification, but the significance of the astrological that seems to be playing perfectly in alignment with what we're seeing on the surface. So, uh, wow. 
Yeah. Well, another big one is Sunday. Uh, the sun will be conjunct Neptune and Pisces. And the Neptune energy is all about the unseen realms, the multidimensional, the creative imagination. So it's a really, really important time to really tap into the resources of what that means. Uh, your creative imagination, where you can have a vision, a goal and an intention um, to like really, really begin to hold in your heart and 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 begin to speak and really put into action. Um, because that's where miracles and magic really comes from is our capacity to tap into all the possibilities, what some might deem impossible, and, and just really go into that zone instead of get hooked into where they're going to attempt to use that Neptune energy to kind of haunt us, to put us in fear, to where our creative imagination is, is infected by future scenarios that we don't need to co-create or enable. We can mm -hmm. say, wait a second, I'm not part of writing that script for humanity. I can tap into this greater um, resource and uh, bring in a greater vision um, that we can stay consistently aligned with so that we can manifest some extraordinary things. So it's very important for everybody to really, you know, on Sunday, make sure that you shut down your devices, really mm -hmm. just go into the zone, really begin to write down and ground what you'd like to see happen for yourself, your family, your health, your community, your mission, your calling, and your goals and dreams and visions just completely like tap into that because they'll probably push another fear tactic, even worse than we're already seeing, um, to distract us away from it again so that it affects our creative channels to the point where we enable this because they can't have a dark agenda and an artificial timeline unless we're feeding it, unless we're participating because Absolutely. they are based, all their power is based in what they've stolen and what they've like robbed from the people and the innocence of children. And, and they only have power because of the power we give them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we just have to remember that and that that's the only power they hold. We're the ones that have the power. We are the powers that be. We are the powers that be. I think that's something we've heard many <clears throat> different uh, expressions of that in the past, but we've got to let that sink in. We truly are the powers that be. You know, I just did a piece over on higherjourneys.com talking about that that very idea that um well really going into the power of individual making the individual decision as an individual to recognize the power that's inherent within us we're always thinking in terms of we and the collective i think it's been the collective thought process that has ultimately gotten gotten us into more trouble that's not to say we don't join with uh you know create community but it always has to start with the individual sitting in solitude, sitting in silence, contemplating that very power that, that we have. And then a bunch of individuals doing that, then coming together. Exactly. We can, we can change some serious stuff and fast. I, I definitely encourage you to go on over to higherjourneys.com and, and check out that article. That was the message I was trying to get across. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's a real big point that I've been trying to make is um, sovereignty is a prerequisite to unity consciousness. If we don't first find our own truth, if we don't know ourselves, if we're not soul centered, how can we really participate in community? Um, nobody's going to be able to show up on a community level and get along very well if we're not first coming from that place. Because, uh, you know, if we're operating from some sub personality or some social engineering aspect of, you know, ourselves that have sort of steered away from our own particular truth, then we're not really offering much. And it just usually leads to strife and conflict um, and uh, more harm than good. Uh, we have to come together with high integrity, uh, mutual love and respect, but a solid foundation 
um, that we can stand upon. And then we can see that our differences are a blessing instead of something to argue about and fight about, because truly oneness is diversity and harmony. And our differences are what's going to help build um, community because we all have different gifts and different, you know, unique things to share. But if we can drop the political stuff and the belief systems and those kind of attachments, we can actually get somewhere and begin to really work with the earth, um, mother nature, and uh, just the, the fullness of our multidimensional self and what um, it holds for us. And, and and we have to graduate from this personality matrix that uh, just really is keeping us in petty um, debate and argument. And uh, that, that just is such a distraction and waste of time. I agree with you. You mentioned matrix several times. Of course, that's a buzzword these days, along with red pilled, blue pilled, et cetera. I know, right? These words. Yeah. And they become just such a part of our vernacular. You know, as I think of the Matrix, Laura, I always think of not the movie, of course, but the, the idea that there may, in fact, be this sort of simulated aspect to reality that is not at all uh, organic or authentic. And I, for some reason, resonate with the idea that it could be this artificial overlay, almost like the rings of Saturn are an overlay of the planet. And you just said that it's they're even observing, astronomers are even observing where those uh, those rings are starting to diminish. Could it be that the matrix as an overlay is constructed similarly? And perhaps through some of the things that you're suggesting people do, we will be instrumental in uh, thinning that overlay. First, is yeah. it an overlay? Yeah, it's definitely an overlay. The uh, reversal grids that were placed, uh, these dark technologies uh, were placed in the planetary grid network thousands of years ago. And it has impacted the planetary grid network to the point where it is a part of how they've been able to create um, artificial timelines because it harvests our energy and it creates reversals like the Nephilim reversal grid and the Niberian dyadic crystal grid that were placed in very sacred areas like um, beneath Stonehenge, impacting the ley lines in Glastonbury, which represents sacred union. They actually unplugged the Albion and Cathar lines um, and created this disconnect to the point where when we're born through osmosis, we pick up on these distortions and this imbalance to the point where we have to spend our whole lives kind of recovering from it, healing it and uh, getting out of that reversal by not being part of that reversal or that distortion. And so the frequency fences in our DNA and the things that have scrambled our DNA, the fire codes of our DNA, we're going to be able to sort out once we thin the fences within our own DNA, which is connected to the rings. It's connected to the net that we're encased in. It's connected to the false matrix kind of stuff. So if we're operating um, from sort of a falsity or a program, you know, we, 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 we got to break that. When, when we break that, we not only begin to thin that out, but we thin the veil between life and death, between the dream realm and reality. Um, and we begin to you know, like really like feel into more of our gifts and our powers and our abilities. But for us to thin it out, we have to do that within because as long as we're still holding on to those programs or we're limited and we're like, you know, still encased within the net, um, we, uh, are still feeding, you know, that artificial timeline. So when enough people, which I think has already happened, overcome that, then it has a ripple effect. It begins to switch on people. It begins to activate people. It helps them to kind of step away from it and say, wait a second, this is a completely different energy. I actually feel a little bit more like myself. But people have to let go of their ego attachments to being right to the point where they're standing um, in defense of a belief system that really isn't healthy, that really isn't doing them any good, and be willing to admit, okay, maybe I was wrong. 
Well, don't worry about that. Be humble enough because we've all been duped. We've all been tricked. We've all been harmed. We've all been traumatized. Let's just be spiritually mature enough to be able to admit it so we can get beyond the ego realm because the ego is going to keep feeding the mind control when we stay attached to something that uh, we we don't feel we can admit um, might have... uh, betrayed us or duped us. And that's a lot of people walking around with these degrees or went to these universities or really stood for a particular religion or politician or leader. It's just like, let that go and don't worry about it because there's no judgment. Maybe some people judge, but there's a huge community of us. There's a huge amount of us that are operating on a whole other level that just want to just like, you know, embrace this grand reunion that we're all um, able to experience. And that's the reunion of, uh, like who we, you know, truly are. And that does dissolve the fences to the point where that overlay system is no longer there. And we begin to relate to the true organic planetary grid network connected to the circuitry of Gaia or of Mother Earth. And once that happens, we're advancing ourselves and ascending with her. And it's not the typical definition of what people think ascension is. It's beginning to switch on these dormant strands of DNA, which actually hold the vibration of the integration of polarity of alchemical marriage, sacred union, hierogamic union to the point where we are beginning to experience like the essence of true love, true love with ourselves, true love with creation. And then we start to manifest soulmates, soul family, and even twin flame relationships. I don't like to use that term, but like sacred union, hierogamic union, whatever, the kind of union that helps to transform the world because that's what they've targeted. They are so threatened by these powerful connections and relationships Absolutely. and the true form of unity consciousness coming from authenticity and sovereignty, number one. That is what's been targeted. So that's where the love vibration also heals the planet and breaks down the artificial overlays is our capacity to achieve true love with high integrity and being accountable and responsible um, to the point where we don't hurt one another. We don't cheat. We don't backstab. We don't, you know, we see all these dynamics that have led to an epidemic of divorce and just, oh, it's I could keep it's rambling really on something. that one. No, I've, I've got to weigh in on that. No, I think you're absolutely right. As I think of ego, I just want to look at the camera and say, guys, and I know with the folks that listen to this, watch this show, I don't, I don't, I'm preaching to the choir. I've always said, easy to love, hard to hate. It takes more work to defend your ego, to, to, to insist on being right versus being humble. These all take, uh, it, it takes a concerted effort. To, to to sustain that. And yet this is something that we have been indoctrinated into to the point where we don't realize that it's difficult. Just imagine if there's one person out there listening, maybe just one in this audience that is just fiercely defending ego, fiercely defending their position on any given thing. Think about how that feels in your gut, Laura. Think about how that feels. Think about the tension that you must be holding in your body that you're not even consciously aware of. Just in the act of letting go and saying, you know, maybe I wasn't right, or maybe not having an opinion at all, how energetically freeing that would be. Why are you so, why are we so fiercely defending uh, belief systems when they're nothing but belief versus fact? And, you know, everyone's talking about, I want to know the truth and this is the truth or just relax into it. I know, but people have been rewarded for those belief systems yeah. in society. They've been yeah. given big paychecks. They've been given a pat on the back. They've been given certificates. They've been given labels and titles mm-hmm. that really um, define who they are. So letting go is such a huge identity uh, identity crisis for people, but they don't realize that you're not letting go in order to adopt a new belief system or opinion. You're letting go in order to feel the fullness of all that you are in the most beautiful and uh, deep and realistic way, like true reality. 
Um, and, and, and that changes the whole nature of how your path unfolds. But people don't know how to let go of that reward, um, that, that addiction uh, that they don't realize they have on the matrix. You know, addiction right. is not just drugs, alcohol, and substances, and cigarettes, or whatever. And and to me, those sometimes are more coping mechanisms than addictions. I think it's much more dangerous of an addiction to be addicted to the matrix, to the mm -hmm. indoctrination uh, that happens in school systems, and just the way religion um, sort of dictates things, and just everything we see in power structures, how the doctor tells us what's wrong and prescribes us something, when actually, you know, any kind of adversity in our bodies is an opportunity to get to know ourselves better. We have to embrace depression, anxiety, fear. We have to understand it. We have to get to know it, not medicate it, not silence it, because people aren't going to be able to let go of the ego when they are being medicated away from being able to really feel things because you got to feel it to heal it. When I we're mean, like angry or depressed, we have to know why, because that has a lot of messages for us. It, it, it helps us to know what our mission is because anything we're depressed or angry about might mean that we need to stand up and answer to those things that are bothering us and take a leadership role instead of expecting somebody else to do it for us or medicating it away because we think something's wrong with us. Something's wrong with everything surrounding us and, and it's healthy to respond um, in, in a dissatisfied way to the point where that dissatisfaction can guide us to solution oriented type living where when we let go of those belief systems um, and that addiction, we can begin you know, to rebuild. We might have to let go of some of those rewards and maybe a paycheck that we grew accustomed to, but this is where community comes in and we can support one another to regenerate and to be able to utilize those skills and abilities to gain abundance from, but not through the system, through one another, system. because those skills and abilities will still count, but they have to integrate into an understanding of um, different types of alternative therapies, which aren't alternative, you know, people that that are programmed in the medical or even in the religious um, have to move to the next level so that we have access to the fullness of all of it. But, but um, not by creating dependency relationships, but by teaching people how to be their own healers and free thinkers. Um, that's the only like true way because everything else has been feeding on the vulnerability and taking advantage of no people for, yeah. for, for money and 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 that that people are going to have to let go because if they're holding onto it for an ego level eventually it's going to catch up to them to the point where they're going to feel very very bad for participating in such horrific exploitation and crimes against humanity mm -hmm. um and i'm not saying that they're as criminal as the ones that are really operating but when you are participating on any level you're compliant you're, you're complicit, complicit that's and you are a participator in these abuses and and that's not going to look good on your ego if you're still holding on to it because of the so-called rewards soon you're going to feel like man i can't believe i allowed myself but you know mm. there's forgiveness too but hurry the heck up people hurry the heck up woo girlfriend hurry the heck up people you mentioned, I think even in our last show and just now about anxiety and pain being a messenger and rather than looking to put a Band-Aid on it, to use it as a teacher and to explore where it's coming from. I can't help but bring up in this context, I'm sure you've been hearing about all of the talk about what is being called now mass formation. Can I even say that word these days? A, a concept, a term that although is part of a, the alternative ver vernacular, the idea is old as can be. This idea of uh, a, a psychosis, it's even been likened to something called Watiko that has been talked about uh, probably most famously by uh, Paul Levy. Great work developing Watiko. But the bottom line is, Laura, we talk about it, within the context of this thing that we're calling mass psychosis or mass formation, one of the elements that Mateus Desmet, who 
uh, I believe was one of the first per- people to really, really dig into this, a, a, a professor of psychology, talked about this idea of free-floating anxiety and that being one of the markers or one of the key characteristics of individuals that are apt to fall into this mass formation. Are you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. Somewhat. Free-floating anxiety, that term has always been interesting, or at least as in the context that I've been hearing it lately. These are the types of anxieties where you can't put, you can't identify where the source of the anxiety. I think he uses an example of you've got a lion in front of you and yeah, you're going to be scared shitless. But those more subtle aspects, anxiety is there, but we don't know how to identify its source. This is, I would say, the perfect opportunity for the individual to really go on an exploration to find out what that anxiety, why it's there and what it's trying to show you. I I just wanted to bring it up in that in that way, because it seems like there's a lot of people walking around with anxiety that they can't put their finger on if you were to ask them where ultimately it's coming from. Yeah. And it's not going to be the same for everybody. I mean, it's a deep knowingness intuitively that you're not being able to get really in touch with your intuition, which will tell you Um, there's a deep knowingness that something's majorly off. A lot of it has to do with the heavy metals that are in our body as well. The dark technologies being used, the EMFs, um, the stuff coming through our phones and from our computers, you know, because these things have been, you know, somewhat weaponized. But these very tools as well can be where we're able to get to the next level and be the override frequency to begin to break down um, this dark technology that does create a lot of anxiety. So we need to make sure that we're detoxing and that we're getting these heavy metals out of our systems Mm -hmm. and that we're really taking good care of our physical vessel. That's number one. And once we begin to do that, we're going to have more clarity. A lot of people are kind of in a brain fog and that anxiety, you know, they'll medicate. Um, some will avoid the medications, maybe like take a more herbal approach, which is medicine, of course, but um, just to calm the nervous system. I've got like a whole bunch of herbs to calm my nervous system uh, and I'm still not very calm. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be different. You know, our anxiety might be anxious for our friends and family who 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 aren't quite seeing what's going on. I feel a lot of anxiety for people. Um, so it's not really my own, but I have my own anxieties as well. You know, overcoming just stuff in life, just like anybody. You know, we can have a, a little bit of PTSD or a lot of PTSD, which can create anxiety. But then those that are more unconscious, their kind of anxiety might mean they're about to have a breakthrough. They're about to see through the lies and games, but something in them does not know how to have the breakthrough because they're so used to um, adopting uh, terms like, oh, that's woo-woo or that's conspiracy theory, or they, they, they become so acclimated to uh, what these social engineering agendas have done that um, they can't get to the root of it because uh, they, they haven't taken the first step in having maybe an open enough mind. So there's going to be different varying degrees. Also, the planet Uranus, which is very electrical, stimulates our nervous system, but it also is what upgrades us. So when we have breakthroughs and we can tap into our anxiety, we literally are able to connect greater to our higher mind. And that you know, can create a little bit of nervous tension as we upgrade, but it's not going to be the kind that is free floating anxiety that we keep looping in because we're actually able to have a breakthrough um, in the face of it instead of pushing it down and pushing it down because we're not willing to explore it. We're just trying to run from it. We're trying to medicate it um, in a way that disguises it. And that's what's great about herbs. It doesn't disguise it. It just helps one to take that deeper breath. And the breath of life is being targeted. Our capacity to take a big breath and mm-hmm. integrate these codes and integrate these ascension energies is being targeted with, you know, uh, covering our faces. Uh, when our access to the ether element and the unconditional love of the mother has everything to do with taking those deep, deep breaths. And if anything's going to help our anxiety, it's that. 
So we have to look at like, what are they targeting? What are they trying to cut off? What are they trying to, and that and, and the story out. really? Yes. No, not to cut you off, but you're absolutely right. If for the person that has been watching the patterns and looking be beyond the facade of what we're being told to do and why you can see how it correlates to what they're possibly trying to stop or cease or hide. Yeah. Or and there's no doubt. Yeah. There's no, no doubt that there's not, you know, bioweapons and, you know, germs, viruses and this and that. But it, if, if it was enough to just blast us with the weapons, then they wouldn't bother with the social engineering and the mind control. They need both to work in tandem. Once we overcome the mind control and the programmings, our body is able to assimilate and release and transmute a lot of these dark weapons and all these different assaults, regardless of where they come from. Once we achieve that part, everything falls into place a lot more. Instead of staying locked in the um, the programmings or the fear, uh, our bodies won't be able to assimilate it. And that's why the AI and the transhumanism, you know, begins to pull a person in because they haven't had that breakthrough yet. So once a person has that breakthrough, they're not so susceptible um, to all of this. Uh, but, but as long as a person's buying into um, what's streaming through the news constantly and, 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 and the grooming that they've gone through going through these, you know, school systems or medical industries that uh, have, have, not been very empowering. I'm not saying it's all bad. There's a lot of good teachers and good doctors, of course. But, um, you know, once one breaks through that, uh, like we said, you, you begin to thin the, um, the matrix, the net, the, the, the frequency fences, and, uh, and we can handle everything being thrown at us. And that's what the override frequency means. That's what global alchemy means, um, that we are existing in a frequency beyond all of this. Because, again, they require us to be hooked in mentally and emotionally on and on every level for it to succeed. And we, we don't need to fear the weapons. We just need to uh, come back to ourselves to overcome the Absolutely. weapons. Because if you look at the weapons, like they're a tool for your growth and you don't be a victim to it as you become aware that they are weapons, you know, there's many layers to waking up, right? Once a person recognizes their weapons, then it's like, we're victims, right? Like we're like, Oh my gosh, we're being attacked. Uh, we have to move to the next level saying, wait, these weapons and all these assaults can remind us what they're trying to distract us away from and become empowered to the point where these weapons are tools for a higher growth. Mm -hmm. Then it's no longer a weapon because we don't perceive it as such. We don't perceive it as something that's going to harm us. We see it as something that we can override and overcome. And it's just a reminder that there's a species out there with their hybrids that are so afraid of us that they're doing everything they possibly can. So look at it and laugh and say, I don't think so. And that'll keep you from being victimized as well. I love it. That's called righteous indignation for sure. This takes us all the way back to where we started, Laura, and that is, is there, you know, rather than maybe a question, a, a statement, that there is purpose and design in what's happened. I think this is what you've been making the case for this, this entire hour. Um, so... Yeah. We can put, let's put it this way. We have the choice to give it purpose and meaning. Yes, vis -vis exactly. These steps that you're right. suggesting people take. And it I think. Make, it, mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it doesn't make it okay. You know, like, oh, you know, it's all no. for a reason and it's okay that there's human trafficking and pedophilia and SRA and all these horrific things. But, you know, <clears throat> we, what we do have a choice, like you said, is our perception. Um, being unconscious means that things are still able to uh, live in secrecy, um, that these things can happen 
without us realizing it, as long as we're unconscious, once we wake up and we realize it's happening and we shine a light on it, it no longer can operate anymore. So we don't want to be unconscious either because there's hidden controllers that are controlling us. So as we begin to shine light on our unconscious self, we recognize we're multidimensional. These things come out of hiding. They become exposed. We're Mm -hmm. able to see it and it no longer has the power that it does. Uh, So it's kind of working um, together. So it does have a purpose in the sense that, um, it's pushing us to the edge so that we retrieve our treasures and we retrieve our unconscious self and we get over the amnesia. Um, but it doesn't, you know, uh, make it okay, but we can make it okay because when we wake up, we're going to tear it down and there's going to be divine justice because we become the conduits to these ascension energies. And we become in that truth frequency to where the lies are no longer hiding in secrecy with the facades they, they, they push out and the false flag and psyops that they do making it look like, Oh, there's a war on terror or, Oh, that, you know, we're, we're trying to protect you from this virus when really, you know, their problem reaction solution, they're creating the problems to come Mm -hmm. in and save the day and people, you know, buy into the facade. So once we shine a light on this uh, and they can't get away with it anymore, we'll see it crumble. So it does have a purpose in pushing us to the edge so that we can wake up, but it's certainly, um, doesn't have any kind of purpose evil doesn't have any place um no. in targeting innocent children of course so. yeah yeah well i think this therein lies the the rub and the paradox the paradox of reality i've always been intrigued with the concept of what you're saying that it, purpose no purpose uh you know uh there's a reason no reason <laughs> but somehow it, it it needed to play out well yeah we're in a free will universe too. And even though, you know, in the free will universe are trying to take away our free will, the controllers, those that are service to self, um, those that are vampiric that lost their connection to true source that need to vampire off of us that want to keep us dumbed down so that we can be their food source. Because once we wake up and we have that direct connect, then they are starved. They don't have anything to hook Mm -hmm. onto. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, uh, it's, it's sort of a lost and found thing. We, we, come into this experience we've forgotten who we truly are and we're retrieving it and while we forgot who we truly are they have um launched some super super dark agendas to make sure it stays that way and so the purpose is is that we won't allow it to happen anymore and we are remembering you know what it's all about um and uh and then probably we'll never have to relive this in the way that we have um it just seems like it's going to be the ultimate victory and achievement on a soul level to the mm-hmm. point where we can move on and not be looping in this dynamic anymore. It's sort of like a person, you know, who maybe gets out of a narcissistic abusive relationship just to move into another one that is just the same. Which often happens, happens Which often all the time. Happens. So, mm. so we have to really break those patterns consciously so that we can move on to the next level and have it be uh, more uh, grounded on a foundational level of like knowing what we deserve and knowing, uh, that we're not going to keep looping. That's why we keep reincarnating. That's why people are like, get me out of this you know, cycle. And that's why you utilize astrology to help us to move into the zero point so that we can right. understand the patternings that keep us spinning endlessly so that we can um, emerge out of the wheel of necessity and, um, and, and not be so, um, uh, so ruled by, you know, these different aspects. We, we mm-hmm. need to understand it though, as a map to, to take us back into the zero point unified field, God source. I want to bring this up as we get ready to wind down, Laura, um, and and also use this as the sort of segue. I'll, I'll be mentioning it in the introduction that we're uh, coming up on a workshop at the end of March where Barry Littleton will be uh, discussing this idea of earthbound spirits and how they may be uh, growing in number and 
wreaking havoc as, as attachments to some people. Hence, some of you know people are having even more difficulty in life. If you can even imagine, it could have these sorts of attachments. We're talking about individuals who have moved on but still refuse to leave the Earth plane for a variety of reasons. So, by the way, that's coming up at the end of March. But I want to ask you this question: as we that are still physically that that are still in the corporeal form are moving through these uh, uh, different levels of consciousness, understanding who we truly are and really linking into these uh, accelerated energies and not being held captive by the fear. Do you believe that particularly if this happens on Moss, that it could affect those souls that have crossed over? This has just kind of come to mind. Is there rehabilitation? Because what Barry Littleton uh, contends is that he feels that so many uh, souls are still hovering, the people that have passed, hovering close to the earth plane because they have, they didn't learn that lesson here, because they're still holding on to addiction, because they're still holding on to anxiety, because they just won't accept uh, that they've moved on for a variety of reasons. But yeah. can they be rehabilitated through right. some of the things you're talking about that people of the earth are in the process of doing? Oh, I mean, it's all included. I mean, we're, you know, multidimensional and once we really start to switch on our dormant DNA, it goes all the way to the avatar consciousness. What we had when we were in Lyra before Lyra got attacked and we began to step down in vibration, you know, then the astral plane came about and in the astral, you get everything from disincarnate, you know, souls to archons to um, imposter energies that present themselves as light beings or false ascended masters or whatever. The astral is like a mix of all sorts of stuff. So when we begin to thin the veil, when we begin to purify that astral energy within ourselves by clearing um, just whatever is in our unconscious, you know, we will assist those souls because they're not just stuck because of addiction. They're also stuck because of trauma. If mm -hmm. the, the, right. the means in which they died was so horrific and so traumatic that they never really caught up with the fact that they're not here anymore. And they're, you know, one, one really good documentary. I don't know if I brought it up with you last time is uh, the ghost inside my child. Um, and there's some really great documentaries of people telling, you know, stories and the ghosts inside my child are kids that are coming in with total recall of their previous lifetimes. They see spirits, they see ghosts, um, but they're also able to recall past life to the point where it's like it happened yesterday. They, they remember details and dates and then their parents start to investigate and they find in the historical record that this person actually existed. So the skeptical parents are like, hey, we didn't even believe this stuff, but oh, yeah. we can't ignore our child who, who's obsessing over this. So um so that child goes through a healing process where they can let go of that past life and where the spirits that they're communicating with or the souls that they're communicating with that had those lifetimes with them that haven't moved on or haven't taken a new body, they're helping to release them as well as they're yes. overcoming their trauma of the past. So as we heal ancestral patterns, as we heal from our past lives, those spirits or, or um, those that have transitioned that are still close to the earth, when we kind of resolve, not only do we help heal our bloodlines or family lines. Um, we heal each other and we heal the disincarnate souls or the ones that are still hanging around. Um, so everything that we do has an impact on everything. And Thank also you. when we find ourselves dealing with an attachment or anything like that, we have to really work with it and, and kind of communicate, maybe understand it. There might be a reason, there might be some sort of karmic connection as to why that soul is hanging close to you or wanting to attach to you. It might want to use your body as well. And that's when people have to worry about kind of possession. And there's a lot of amazing documentaries with these sort of stories, kind of docu-series um, that I've watched lately. But uh, anyway, I hope that answers your question. Okay, that more so than answers feel, it. Like clears an energy field so much larger than we can imagine. <laughs> 
Right. I just realized I had my volume up like hella high. Sorry, guys, if I'm coming through with shouting. I would love to take. I'm shouting like my, sorry. Well, you're just, you're just passionate. (laughs) That's your natural voice carrying. Mine is a microphone. How about we take that conversation and go a little bit deeper into these documentaries? Because I know some of our patrons and maybe patrons to come would love to hear about it. So as we go over to the after show, which you know by now, if you watch Higher Journeys, that's what we're going to do. Uh, during the after show, would you talk a little bit more about some of those documentaries and maybe name some of them so we can go find yeah. them? Yeah, well, I have to awesome. remember uh, the names and what I can do is gather them if I can't remember them offhand. Or if we have like a little 10 minute break, I can probably pull some together or maybe we can think? do that. Let's let's think about doing that. In any case. OK, Laura, we're going to sign off for now. Journeyers, we've done just uh, about an hour. Tell us where people can find the work of Laura Eisenhower, because I know there's great stuff there. Where's the website? Oh, my website is CosmicGuy.org. You can pretty much find everything there. I have a book coming out probably by the end of the year. I have an online a webinar March 19th. And um, a weekly show that I do on a censorship-free platform. Um, and I also have Telegram. And I have a lot of things where I just give out material for free. And I have uh, a Cosmic Guy subscription where I do Zoom events um, to just gather community, to do mini readings and help people kind of process these times and help them to, you know, get to where they want to be in life and help connect people, um, you know, just so, we, you know, people feel very alone and that yeah. kind of stuff. So, yeah, just check out my website. Okay, that's the hub. We'll make sure to have a link. So if you want to go to Telegram or other places where uh, Laura lives online, you can find it right at the hub at her website. Laura, thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. And uh, I I, I just really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks, everybody. Well, we've enjoyed listening to you as always. Everyone, Laura Eisenhower, let's have a hand for Laura. Love you, Laura. We love you, my dear. Love Uh, you so much. God bless you. Oh, back at you. And you know what I'm going to say next. We love you, journeyers, and we feel the love from you always. And that is so important. Let's maintain that. We can't go wrong there ever, ever, ever. So uh, in the spirit of love, I say sayonara for now. Hopefully we'll see you next star. If not, we'll see you next time on Higher Journeys. Thank you. <laughs>